Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ by sharing the testimony that God has placed on our lives. Now, this episode is a very exciting episode with an amazing faith-based storyteller who just happens to be an amazing friend of mine, Brie Carroll. Now, Brie is the founder of V Carroll Events. She helps people specialize and create epic experiences, and she really highlights the fact that our life is the event. I'm super excited for you guys to hear Bree's testimony, Bree's story, and what the Lord has done for her because when it comes to the events that we plan, when it comes to the day-to-day life that we have, literally we are the event. And Bree talks about this more in detail. So without further ado, I cannot wait. Let me introduce you to my good friend, Bree Carroll. Welcome to the show, Bree. Well, thank you so much, Michaela, for having me. I'm really excited. Um, This has been, look, it's like a full circle moment because y'all know we had recorded something before. We done hang out, hung out a little bit this past weekend. Um, We we do life together. Like she's not getting rid of me. So I am really excited and grateful to have the opportunity to speak to this audience, to share my story. Um, to to really just extract these moments that have happened in life that aren't just exclusively for me, but may have the power to bless other people as well. Absolutely. One thing I love is that you said we do life together. And Brie, you specialize in making epic events a natural thing in life. So before we dive into all the things, I want you to tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am Bree Carroll. I'm the founder and CEO of B Carroll Events. And through that agency, I do event planning, event strategy, and event management. And it's my retirement job that I started early. Um, as a child, my mom was a teacher full-time and a florist part-time. And back then, a planner wasn't really the thing, right? Either a florist was going to help you get your stuff together or the DJ was going to help you organize your event. So I got to be my my mom's little helping hands. And even from that young age, I enjoyed seeing the impact that she made in people's lives during these moments, right? And I took a mental note and said that would be my retirement job. Mm-hmm. And later on in life, I went the route of becoming a civil engineer and worked for the Air Force. And that was a decision that was made because I had been reading uh, the biography of Dr. Mae Jemison. Uh, if you don't know her, she's the, the first astronaut? female astronaut. Yes, the okay. first female astronaut. Yes. And she had a pivotal point decision that she was making of going towards the arts, which is something that I also am passionate about, dance and arts and music, or going in the in the direction of science. And in her biography, her mom made a powerful statement that said that she could be a scientist that danced, but she can't necessarily be a dancer that practices science on the level that she oh, wants to. So yeah. that helped me make my decision and why I went into engineering. From being in these corporate spaces, and as my friend Jatia Jones likes to say, having that good government job, mm-hmm. um, I felt and put a lot of my value in the work that I did in having those positions. So after having baby number two, I went back to work after just three weeks. That was not maternity leave. That was at that time, the government did not have maternity leave. You had to use your personal leave. So if I was going to continue to stay home, either I was going to go on leave without pay or we was going to be back. So we opted to come back um, to maintain the lifestyle that we were having 
And I thought I would be welcomed back because I was I was being tough. I was being strong. I went back after three weeks um, Mm -hmm. to get the job done. I didn't want the mission to fail. And I was met back at that office saying that I was underperforming. And what they meant by underperforming was that I personally had set the bar very high of doing multiple people's jobs. And I came back to work doing my job. So Mm. it was my own fault that I was underperforming because I had trained them and put them in a habit of expecting a certain level of excellence for myself. Mm-hmm. So after being really heartbroken and, and feeling like I was underappreciated and was hitting a ceiling in my engineering position, I for my birthday, I gifted myself with starting my retirement job and I formalized my business and from there, it was kind of this side thing that okay. I did. And it wasn't until we went to a beautiful location, my not North Dakota. <laughs> and oh. I would say that is the, <laughs> that's the location. I know everybody's like, what? My not, that's not what I was expecting you to say. Y'all thinking of like beaches and palm trees. No, let me paint that this negative 30 degree, negative 40 degree weather for you hits different. But what I understand from that season was my husband, who is also, he's active duty um, Air Force. He's a pilot. He was in his favorite position in the best job that that he he says he, he could be in. And mm-hmm. he loved what he was doing. And I actually had been promoted to a GS-13, to anyone who knows what that looks like, a supervisory role, leading people, loving on people, really like, I would say this was my favorite position that I've held in that space. And during that time, that is where we became completely debt-free. We paid off all of our debt with the exception of a mortgage. And when I tell you that was such an amazing season of life and it was only 10 months because we got noticed that we needed to leave. And in the process of leaving, what we didn't realize that in that short time frame, that compressed time frame, we were able to do and grow and live into the things that maybe for years we had built up to like, yes, I finally got the promotion. Yes, he finally gets the lead in the way. Yes, we finally paid off the debt. And it's funny because even in that 10 months, we were like, oh, wait, it's over. Like, we don't we don't get to just like we've been waiting to be in this position and do these things. And and now it's over. And. We moved into the next season. So as I typically did, I I would go ahead and I'd apply to transfer and and be a part of the team in a new location. And for anyone who's ever um, been with with the government, you know, it takes a while for them to onboard you. And that's not paid. You Mm -hmm. you are not an employee. You were just kind of in limbo. Well, during that time, I'd onboarded several prominent clients onto my events business because, again, that was still working in the background. So when I looked at Honey and I was like, hey, while I'm waiting to start my good government job, I'm going to just continue to run my business. And he was just like, oh, you know, we paid off. You know, you're good. Go ahead. Go forth and conquer. And when they finally did come around to say, hey, are you ready to start your position? I was like, I got a full client list. Honey, is it okay if I do this business full time? And he was like, because we had did the work to pay off all of our debt, go ahead. And I think it was, that was the first step where again, mentally for months, I was like, I'm not running my own business full time. This is just something I'm doing. (laughs) This is just something I'm doing in the meantime. And I think through that experience, through 
operating my business full time, what I started to discover um, and, and through some some hard lessons learned too with um, starting off communicating with, with my spouse, but then feeling like, oh, I got this and now I don't have to. Don't do that, friends. Let me lean Ooh. in real quick. Don't do that. But learning these lessons of how to con- continue to communicate, how to continue to trust, how to continue to pray, how to continue to use discernment in these different seasons, because every season does not require you to operate and answer and respond in the same way that you think a previous season did. Like that's, that's not how that works. And I think it was when I started to lean into these things um, in community, I got this acronym called EPIC, which is experiences with purpose, impact and community. And it's something that really defined how I did what I did, because I don't just do events. Like I want them to be experiences utilizing all five senses. I wanted it to be purposeful because I feel like I I exclusively work with thought leaders, people who have a a purpose, a mission and a message that they're looking to change um, lives through impact. The, The events that I'm doing are not just like not that birthday parties and weddings are not impactful, but the impact that I wanted to do through these these events w- were something that it, it almost created a movement, right? Yeah. So that's the impact that we're talking about. And then that last part C is community. More and more times I saw how bringing t- people together and getting people in the room changed lives. Not only did I operate from that perspective in events, I realized that we needed to have epic lives where the experiences purpose impacting community in our lives. Because when we walk away and we lose sight of these things, it's easy to to chase the shiny objects. It's easy to, to, to not communicate with your spouse. It's easy because you lose sight that each moment that you have in life is an event. You are the event. Like, what are you inviting people into when it comes to this life with you? Should everybody get an, an invitation to your epic life? No, they shouldn't. So are you even being strategic in that sense? And I think as I continue to work with clients and I continue to to trust how God was working in my own life, mm-hmm. I started to see that there was a parallel there that if you are not trying to have an epic life, it is gonna be even more harder for you to have an epic event. So now- the way I show up and serve. Yes, we still do um, full service and Mm -hmm. and work with people on creating events, like something to bring people into the room with. But more importantly, as we work in the mastermind Epic Select, I really care more about you being the event and you bringing experiences with purpose, impact into community, into your life. Oh my gosh, Brie, like, praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord for your story. Praise the Lord for the experiences that you've gone through. Like, praise yes. the Lord for what it is that you're doing. When you said you are the event, I was like, oh, okay, Lord, I hear you. Um, I am blessed to be in Epic Select. Like, I am in yes. your community. So I am, um, you guys have been so instrumental in helping me with the rebrand. Like, everyone here listening knows that this yes. podcast used to be the Iron Wifey podcast, and we shifted to Faith-Based Storyteller. A lot of that came from the community of Epic Select and them just pouring into me and encouraging me and and pushing me down this path that I knew was my purpose. So like, shout out to you 
and the community you have established for that. Um, it's definitely been an epic year for me and yes. being a community has been so purposeful for me. And I want to take epic and I want to take it in a direction. This is not yeah. something that I planned. So Let's go. I want to take it in a direction because as you were talking and you talked about how our life needs to be epic experiences, mm -hmm. purpose, impact community. Yes. I want to take that into the lane of faith. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about epic faith and personally Ooh. your story and your journey through faith. So what was the the first experience that you had that kind of became the catalyst of your faith in following Christ? Like what was that experience? Yeah. And I think um, most people want to whittle it down to one, but I would oh. say that these experiences build upon one another. So I was always raised in church and I think we discount experiences. That's the better way to say it. That's Growing good. up in the Baptist church in Patterson, New Jersey, I was a young child who had the exposure to hymns and scriptures and words and messages and watching people like it was a family church. So mm -hmm. I didn't know anything different, even though I, I don't, I mean, y'all talking about God, but like what, what y'all, what, I, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. So I feel like I got a very high level perspective as a child, but it's something that I could, an experience that I can pull on as I got older. So as I went through college and I, life started life in, I'm like, yeah, I had this foundation in the church, but that don't, that don't mean that you just like, just mm -hmm. straight buttoned up and mm -hmm. didn't try and test and all this other stuff, because I felt oftentimes people in, in church, glorify yes. these testimony service where they done got the battle scars and they done did all the things. So I'm like, well, I'm partly out here. Like, well, maybe I'll, not that you were looking for a testimony out here in these streets, but to some extent you're like, well, everybody lives. And then they end up with these testimonies. I want to live. I want to see, you know, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy during right? those seasons. Mm -hmm. And I still want to live. So I got to a part in my, um, in my college life. It was my summer of my junior year. And I know a lot of people that I'm in college probably don't even realize that this was going on. I had an internship um, during that time frame, And while I was on the in internship, I had dated this guy. We had an intimate relationship and, and sis on a summer internship got pregnant. Wow. And when I told the gentleman that like, hey, I thought I was just like hurting and pain over here. Like what was going on? found out I was pregnant, shared that information with him. And he just was like, so like, don't really mm -hmm. want to have nothing to do with you kind of, kind of response. And, um, when walking through that, I was just kind of like, cause I was very much so like, oh, okay, well it's fine. Whatever. I got this. We'll I'll figure it, figure it out. Went, um, back to school. Well, before it was right before school started, went back to Greensboro, North Carolina, went to North Carolina A&T, shout out to my oh. Aggies out there. And um, my mom came and visited me after, and she was there for these doctor's appointments to kind of see, because again, you just taking a test, you don't know mm -hmm. if it's real, you have your first mm -hmm. appointment. So I, I did go to the first appointment, mom was there and, you know, they confirmed like, yep, you are pregnant. And um, I was just like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. That I don't want to hear what y'all got to say. I don't want to, because immediately 
I, I don't know, even know what it was. I think it was the built up of expectations in life and you about to go into your senior year and you about yeah. to do all of these things. And, and I just was like, nope, I can't do this. And, um, and, and not to blame anyone who was around me at the time, but no one spoke life into that situation. And mm -hmm. I was unable to speak life into that situation for myself to even give me hope of possibility of how it could work out. So yeah. immediately it was a no, it was a no. I scheduled an appointment and I actually did get an abortion. Mm -hmm. And when I say that was such a low place, it, it was, it was a place where I feel like people don't realize, um, until hindsight and you don't know how it shows up it's sneaky yeah. it shows up in your confidence it shows up in you questioning if someone really cares for you it mm -hmm. shows up in your self-doubt it shows up in all of these different um places and although most people would be like Brie you had an amazing senior year you done won the step show you in your sorority you made the grades you did all the like people would think it was a great year and it was a lot of baggage via shame that I carried from that so much so that when I did get the opportunity to go to Del Rio, Texas for my first engineering opportunity as a palace acquire, I had through that shame connected myself with someone who was very dangerous um, mm -hmm. and decided to date this person for and, and have him live with me when I came to um, Del Rio. That's relationship was toxic verbally and it, it's interesting because you hear how these these experience link one to yep. another yeah and and even in that season it became um it was verbally abusive but also because I felt like oh he knows God he wants to have his own experience he's being honest about his past as a pimp, as a drug dealer, had, it, it may or may not have killed some people, like re realized, oh, but he's honest about it. He's willing to change. God can change everybody, right? I did not, I did not know what I was getting yoked to in that mm -hmm. season. And people talked about being equally yoked. Well, I didn't think enough of myself to even identify whether I was being like, he wasn't that bad compared to how I felt about myself. Wow. So it wasn't until through, through life circumstances and, and just the way God's grace continued to cover, um, he actually ended up getting arrested for something that he had done. Cause this was a childhood friend. Like I'd known him for a lifetime almost. Mm -hmm. for something that he had done when we were in high school together. So he had to go oh. serve time for something that he had done while he was in uh, younger in, in our lives. And that was how he was removed from that situation. Even after it had got physically abusive and all this, he was just removed. Mm -hmm. And in that desert season, cause it was Del Rio, Texas, I had the opportunity and got the invitation to like, okay, you my daughter and I know you know me but you don't know me that's good so it was a lot of time like I went to the gym every day mm -hmm. and that don't seem super spiritual for some people but like I it started is. taking care of my, but it is right mm -hmm. I started taking care of myself and because I was single and dude wasn't here no more I literally just went to church 
went to school, I mean, went to school, went to work, came home and was reading. So I, the church I was connected to, um, like when I talk about poured into me, that's where I first learned about financial peace and, and about getting debt free. That's where I first got all of these mm. devotionals. That's when I got my first concordance. That's where I got my first, like mm-hmm. when I tell you, sis went real nerdy into this, but, but wasn't not consciously, not intentionally. So, but it was the engineer, that- it was the engineering mindset. You, you literally allowed what God had already placed in you yes. to lead you to the word. And you dissected the word through the lens of an engineer. Through the lens. Cause I had space and opportunity because he had favor and grace on that season. So that was probably the, the most pivotal experience from childhood. I know God, I love God, and I can't wait to get to heaven. That was that perspective to, oh, I know God, I love God. And he has a plan for my life right now. Like, it's not just that I'm waiting to get the heaven thing, but you want a relationship with me right now. And I think from that point, um, getting drawing nearer to him. That is when he, he brought my husband. That's when he brought all these other things, but it, it, I had to have that foundation and that relationship with him first and go through these dark seasons, um, that I, it, it literally was, um, a friend of mine and I love them. They're like brother and sister to me. We were on, and mind you, I served in the church all through this time. I was on a praise and worship team all through this time. Right. And it was a couple who led the praise and worship team at the church in Del Rio, literally after God like revealed, like through this process of me just building relationship, he was like, they were like, we tried to tell you about this relationship, but you just couldn't see. Like when I tell you scripture talks about having these scales over your eyes and you just can't, been there yeah and and it's like no I did not think anybody was telling me no I did not hear people trying to give me the warning signs and I think it needed to come to a critical point to where it was like these other people are not the ones who are going to save you from this situation it's God and God alone who is able to just come in and not just get you out of the situation but like walk next to you as you rebuild who you are as you start to forgive yourself because he already forgave me for the things that I had done and the choices that I had made and just open my eyes to and this is what that epic life could look like for you and in my mind that was just the beginning like now hindsight I can see that was just the beginning of the experience and and I'm excited about the the experiences that will continue to build upon those two Absolutely. Praise God. Like you, my friend, but I didn't even know this story, sis. Like, listen, you, might, you know, when you, you, you know, friends and I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm always just like, this? cause that's the, that's the, that's the fiction book. That's how I always joke with people. Like that mm-hmm. that's the fiction book that, that maybe we'll talk about in, in story, like getting deep into mm-hmm. what that season looked like, because it it is, it's oftentimes where people are like, really like that's your life Mm -hmm. those are the things that people connect with and that's where God gets the glory and the honor because we we walk around looking like oh yeah I'm a business owner now I'm buttoned up now I'm helping people design these beautiful things now but there was a savior who saw me in my mess when it wasn't pretty and it was chaotic and I and I had just gone on a path that nobody would have guessed that I would have been on and I maybe needed to bump my head like that so that I can appreciate what 
having a father step into a situation looks like. I might've needed to be in that situation so I can understand what, how the Holy Spirit can really be a cover and give you peace that surpasses understanding. Like, yes, I needed that situation to understand what, because at, at work, even they gave us a a survey um, mm-hmm. to figure out what our level of stress was. And I'm just like, I'm not thinking nothing of it. And I remembered after coming out of that situation, how I answered that survey, I was embarrassed to even show my, 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 my bosses. Cause literally mm-hmm. it was like, had, have you lost somebody within the last couple of years? Yep. Like literally every question has somebody, uh, are you in a situation where you're being harmed or are you in this? Like, did you lose? Like uh, all the things that they could ask about stress. They was I reading you. They was reading you. Yes. Fulfilled. Yes. Fulfilled. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I hadn't even thought about like, well, I don't really feel like I'm stressed. And you wonder mm-hmm. like for anybody who may find themselves in a situation or watching someone else walk in this situation, you feel like I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to like, throw some, some signals, some smoke signals up so that they can come up out of this thing. Be patient with them. Amen. Know that God has not forgotten about them. And God really may be protecting their mind through that situation. You might not be able to see it, but he is ever present. He is always there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And I am a living testimony of that because even through all of that mess, I did not know how bad, (laughs) how bad of a situation I was in. And even that was a part of his protection and his grace so that I'm able to step into this beautiful, epic life that I get to live with my husband who supports and prays yes. for me with children that honor and, ex- and and obey and are excited about life and um have re- even restored that part of my story because I did not want to be a mom sis did not feel worthy oh. to be a mom because I felt like I had I had opted out of that when I had an abortion so why would I why would I be a mother now why would I mm-hmm. why would I want that and that scared me for my life and having the opportunity to have and when I tell you your your children will just <laughs> add and, and minister to you in a way that you you would not know that you needed my youngest because I have three mm-hmm. my youngest is literally my shadow like sis still sneaks into this bed so she can sleep next to me and I'm like ma'am you are in kindergarten are you ever gonna <laughs> want to stay in your own bed and I had to realize like even in that her wanting to be close, her wanting hugs. It's like, that's not my natural reaction. Mm -hmm. And you're healing through that wanting to love on me because I'm used to like, no, that wasn't for me. Being a mom wasn't for me. I didn't want this type of connection. And she's just like, "Mm, I don't care what you You, thought. You're going to get this love. You're going to get this love. All this love. All of it, all of it. And it's through, and it's through these different experiences that you you see the face of God, you see the love of God, you see Amen. how his hand continues to be uh, on your life and your situation. And that doesn't mean that every every day is like sunshine and rainbows and all this other stuff. Cause I felt like Christians, we tend to want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But the reality is even through storms, I can look up and be like, ah, yeah, you trying to make me one of your strongest soldiers. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily feel like I'm I'm one of them, but I see you think I am. So I'm gonna trust you in this. And with with each step and with each experience, you just continue to just trust. You know what I love about 
a lot of the things that you just said is the word and because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I went through this and God was able to do this. Yeah. I, it, most people, when they tell their story, they tell the shiny version of the story. And I really appreciate your transparency and being like, so y'all, it was this, it was this, it was the the pimp, it was the abuse, it was the abortion, it was this, and Mm-hmm. God still kept me. He made yeah. me realize this. He removed the high school, the, the boyfriend, because the high school thing, like it was like, and God is still good. So even when we go through challenging times, yeah. whatever story we are telling ourselves or whatever story we are experiencing that may get us down, there is still that and because mm-hmm. and God is still with us and he yes. was still with you throughout that entire season. I love that. I want to move into purpose because Mm -hmm. you went through all this, sis, and yet I don't know if God had revealed your purpose to you yet or not, but when did you discover your purpose? Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. I think it was through community, which I know that's what we're going to get to at the but end. But let's go ahead. Go ahead. Look, it's a we full can, circle we can, moment. I do feel like it is a full circle moment because through community. So I think it's something very interesting when people talk about purpose, like people are looking for like this I don't know. They are looking for the dove to fly from 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 heaven and land on them, right? Like they are looking for like the Holy Spirit to be like, and your purpose yeah. is the. And I think it's oftentimes, um, it's not this big dramatic thing mm-hmm. as to as to how purpose you you kind of find your purpose first and foremost. I would say everyone who has been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you already know. The great commission is to share that message and you get to um, Mm -hmm. welcome other people into this family, right? Mm -hmm. And into this community of faith. And I think that is, if you needed a linchpin for what your purpose is, then start there, right? Start there. How you do that and how it's easy and, and natural for you to do that, that goes into the purpose that most people think of when we say the word purpose. And yeah. the how is you utilizing your talents, your skills, your abilities, your giftings. Um, like I said, things that you can just do without having to think about. Mm-hmm. That's that part of the purpose that people um, tap into. So ev- like throughout my life, I have been doing and being very excited about having a plan. Like that's just, that's just how I'm wired. I love mm-hmm. to have a plan. I like to, and, and, and not just have a plan, but like celebration and bringing pe- people together is really important to me. I don't know when this is going to come out, but let's just say holiday seasons are coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing people together, that was always really important to me because I saw the importance of bringing people together and how it impacted their life, whether that be a conversation with a family around a dinner table, or whether that be 
bringing people into a church service and a word coming forward and we being able to celebrate how somebody who was sick was healed. Like those are events, right? Or it could be we in Del Rio, Texas, where there is nothing, y'all Google it, there is nothing there, but I decide to do a whole white party, have a live band and all these, like these are things that I had been doing And it was a way for me to also love on people and show people um, God's love, right? That that was just the easy, the easy how. And I feel like um, I definitely believe that your purpose looks different in every season. So don't get so attached to it has to look a certain type of way. But I feel like the purpose that I will continue to do is whether that is, I don't have this business anymore. And what the experience that I'm curating is my child's getting ready for prom (laughs) or if it, if it's, if it's something bigger than that. And I step out of the day-to-day of working full service with clients. And now I'm a speaker on the stage talking about someone's epic life and how you can't have an epic life without Jesus Christ. Like what, whatever that looks like, um, I've just surrendered and said yes to that, knowing that the foundation of that is I get to give this invitation of of the gospel and I get to use my natural skills and ability and be okay when that looks different. That's so good. That is so good. And it kind of takes us back to when you were talking about the discovery with Mae Jemison and how you get to be uh, an astronaut. You can be an astronaut who dances, but it may be a little bit harder to be a dancer who's also an astronaut. Right. It's like, I get to be, uh, you you get to be a civil engineer mm-hmm. and you get to mm-hmm. plan events and you get to be a mother and you get to operate in whatever purpose, like you said, looks like in that season. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for the and Brie. I'm here, I'm for, here for the, the and. and. It's an and. It is. If I can say that is like the theme of my right now, <laughs> my right now season, y'all, it is about finding ways to continue to add ands into your life and into your day-to-day and into the things that you desire. Because one of the things that I had to just pause and thank God for is he wouldn't put all of these ands in your spirit, in your mind, in your imagination, if he didn't want that. Like thinking about if we are made in his image, right? It's not like God spoke just light. Mm -mm. No, no, he didn't just speak like one type of animal, like he has so, he had so many ands and mm-hmm. he continues to show us so many ands. Like, mm. let's talk about the the ultimate and the father, son, and the Holy ghost. He's not just, and, and, and yes. right. Part- there are so many ands when we look at God, when we look at creation, when we look at, and I think oftentimes we try to pigeonhole ourselves because we don't want to trust that God has more ands for us. He has more ands for us. And I think when we can start just looking at our situation and what what we'll probably get to next, the impact that we want to make. Before we get on impact. mm -hmm. Before we get on, because when you said that, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Because I didn't even think about it. Because you started at when God said, let there be light. And, And I was like, wait a minute. He did say and. And I, I just got really excited, y'all. So y'all know, I, y'all be- Go back to it. I go mean, to the book. Look. Pulling out the book. The sword um, is out. Let's go. But it's so funny because the very first scripture, in the beginning, God created the heavens 
and, and. earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you go to script. Uh, this is Genesis. So that was Genesis 1 1. Genesis verse 3. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Mm-hmm. And so I believe there's so much power in the and. And then also just in replicating this, we can speak things into its existence. Like you talk about how you are the event, right? Like yes. we are the event. So mm-hmm. I can say, I am going to host an event and and it is going to be a faith-based event that allows storytellers to tell their story in prominent mm-hmm. ways on stages, in social media, in podcasting. Mm-hmm. But like and, the fact that- Hold oh, on, hold on. We're oh, not going to oh, let okay. you and, run past and, these oh, okay. and, and show up as a good wife. And show up, and show up with, and, and with ease and flow. Mm. And be profitable. Mm. And transform lives through the gospel that is coming forth. Like- we, we we always want to like yeah think about the ands that are super closely related what about yeah. the ands that are more expansive because that's what god had that abundance that god has and promises for us we want to just we keep trying to limit it these yeah. ands don't have to be small and we don't have to be like and yeah. like these are big ands yes. <laughs> these are big so so don't limit even the ands like trust god for big ands because the, he not talking about some small ands heaven and, and the earth. earth that's a big and that's a big that's, and that's a very big and <laughs> so where what are big what are these big ands that you are not trusting god for or afraid to ask for like mm. You want to be a business owner. You have a message. You have a story because you're listening here, right? Maybe you're telling your story, but you don't feel like you deserve the end of having rest in your day. That's Maybe so you don't feel like you have the, the, are able to ask for the end and having peace and, and health, right? Yeah. Or yeah. you feel like for some of my Christians out there, you feel like because you are um, delivering the gospel, working with the church or whatever that looks like, you don't feel like your end gets to be financial blessing. Yes, that part. We need to start adding some ands. We need to start adding some ands. We need to start adding some ands. This is so good, Bray. This is so good. And now you're about to have me studying all the ands in the Bible. It's a lot. Listen, it's a lot of ands. Because everything Gen- that God created, Genesis is that, my favorite spot. Right. To, to get into these ands, though. You're right. It is. It, yeah mm-hmm. and it's just crazy because he's like and god said it was good so what we do what we speak mm-hmm. what we believe we can have is good it's not a bad thing as Bree was saying to make money mm-hmm. by spreading the gospel like we need to add bigger ands that's so good i'm gonna i'm gonna do a whole study on some ands now thank uh, you Bree. you are appreciated <laughs> You are appreciated. Okay, so moving over into impact, I kind of want to combine impact and community. Yes. Because it seems like throughout your story, God has always been with you and Mm -hmm. he has always surrounded you with a community that -hmm. allowed you to create the impact that you needed. So talk about epic faith in the avenues of impact and community. Yeah. And I, they, one cannot go without the other. And I mean, we talk, we see that in scripture, like we weren't just out here like, okay, you go by yourself and try to get this demon out of somebody. No, no. Y'all go in pairs. 
Mm-hmm. You, the two of you go, right? Mm-hmm. When two or three are gathered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the three-strand cord, not easily broken. Like none of this stuff is like Lone Ranger solo mm-hmm. mission type of stuff because even Jesus Christ, the primary model and example of that, when you when you even see him hitting like that, that challenge and like, oh, he know he about to get up out of there because they're going to put him on a cross, right? He still asked the homies to just be present with them, not speaking to the situation. He ain't need them to pray. They fell asleep anyway. He ain't need them to pray. I was gonna say <laughs> he just needed he just needed them mm-hmm. to be present, right? Yeah. So there was a, a a component of community that even Jesus modeled needing, yeah. So that that impact could be felt for, and we get the benefit of that. And I think oftentimes. Um, I like to say it this way, and it's something that I say in business, but I truly do believe it. We don't go as far as our dream. We go as far as our team. And we talk about community and impact. It's like, but yeah, who do you have around you? Who do you have who is going to be there when you out here shining to be like, yes, girl, you look good on that stage. Mm -hmm. And who's also going to be there to be like, sis, I know you are crawled up in the fetal in the, like in in a ball weeping. Mm -hmm. I know it hurts. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to weep with you. We ain't got to say nothing. Mm -hmm. You hurt, I'm hurt. I'm just here. And I think it's when we can start getting vulnerable with our circles and getting and being really transparent about this journey, inviting people in. That's when our team can can be strong. That's when our teams are developed. And I don't mean just like the team that you have in business. I'm talking about in life. I'm talking about having having people to, to to. Affirm your relationships, your marriage, right? Teams of people who can be around you to cover you and be like, (laughs) look, to sit at a table and be like, okay, faith check. Was that okay? Girl, what the Bible said about that? I don't know about that. Let's discern this. Hold on, Lord. You come on, pull up a seat, Jesus. Like, Holy Spirit, like somebody, somebody help us figure this thing out. Because I think in life, we, we want to make impact. And everybody listening here is probably somebody who wants to make an impact in one way or or another. And you need support in doing that. And you need to surrender um, to in in certain situations and seasons. And you need to rely on other people knowing that um, it's not just you that that can be trusted and relied upon. And I think it does go hand in hand, that impact in community. You can't have one without the other. And when we start realizing that, I think we will start to value the thing that Christ valued, which is people. Mm, yeah. That that's what he valued. That's what he came here to show us because when he was being tempted by Satan and offered all of these other things, right? Or he was being uh or a man was upset because he wasn't establishing an earthly kingdom, right? Yeah. They thought they was about to be rolling like here on no, he cared about people, he cared about our souls, he cared about our hearts. And I feel like that. It, it was was expertly modeled and something that we need to take to heart as we think about how are we going to make impact and who do we need for our community. That's so good, Bree. I could sit here and we could talk about this all day. Oh, you know we can. We could talk about this all day. Y'all don't even know. I was just with Bree this weekend and we were sitting there just talking. We could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. But I am just so blessed by your story. I'm blessed by your obedience. I'm blessed by the fact that, and I think this might be the title of this episode, that 
you can have an epic life and epic faith. Mm, yeah. And the fact that you allowed that to happen in your life, like you created an epic life for yourself and you're helping other people create epic lives, but you're yeah. also exuding epic faith as a faith-based yeah. storyteller. So I appreciate you, sis. Before yes. I let you go, tell the people where they can find you, connect with you, uh, join Epic Select, all the things. Yes, before I do tell them all the things, because I know this word epic is intimidating for people, epic mm -hmm. life, epic faith. You might not feel like your life is epic. So let me speak into you right now and just let you know that the, the picture of comparison that you may be bouncing your life up against is not the epic life that God wants you to compare to because he knows the epic life that he wants for you. And as you continue to align your actions, your family, um, care about the things that he cares about walking with him, that's truly the epic life. So it, it may not be like epic, like a superhero. It may not be celebrity. It may not be all these other things, but what epic life is what is truly aligned with the life that God has for you. He knows the best things for you, specifically tailored for you. So before you be like, oh, sis, I ain't got that epic life. I don't know about this epic life. Like I'm not fancy like that. Listen, God has a purpose and a plan for you specifically. And he wants you to step into your epic life using epic faith. So for those who want to keep in contact, I like to play on Instagram. Um, we're at B Carol events. That is where you can find us talking about epic events. Um, I'm also the host of the epic event podcast. So feel free to listen to bite size episodes there. And if something has that you have heard about the community um, perspective, as it relates to how you want to um, further your impact with community, I would invite you to check out Epic Select. That is our mastermind. That is for established thought leaders who have a framework or a method that they utilize to transform um, and make a difference and change the lives of people that they serve. And they want to use the vehicle of events to do so. You are welcome to be there. Michaela is actually um, an affiliate for that program. So mm -hmm. please um, utilize her link <laughs> so that you can um, join the community. It is one that we protect fiercely um, yes. and that we show up in really big. And I am grateful for that community. And I am grateful to be the curator, if you will, of that community, because I am believing God for him to utilize us to make some really big change come about in our communities, um, in the lives of individuals and in this world. And it takes all of us. It truly does take a community. So be Carol events on all the places. And I look forward to maybe even seeing you in Epic Select. Yes, I'm going to make sure that all of the links are going to be down below, but make sure you guys check out the Epic Select community and make sure you follow Bree. She is giving out gems every week. She's dropping gems. So you want to make sure that you're following her on social media, all of the platforms. Now, Bree, before I let you go, I mm -hmm. would usually, and people know this, I usually end the podcast with the same three questions. Mm -hmm. But as of this episode and as oh. of this week, because epic select and the work that you've been doing it's kind of helped me shift into the story lane and mm. so I'm going to end this with a rapid story round Ooh. where I 
want to hear you tell your story through the story method. So I'm going to ask you five questions very okay. quick. And I just want the first thing that comes to mind for you to share us with the audience when it comes okay, to your let's story. Go. All I'm right. Up, I'm down. I'm down. All right. So you're here on the faith-based storyteller show. Tell us what one of your strengths is. One of my strengths is bringing people together and having experiences. I love it. When it comes to technique, what is one thing you know how to teach people to do better than anything else? Believe in themselves and go after more. Mm, I love it. What's the biggest obstacle you've overcome? Overcoming shame, doubt, fear, and failure. I love it. When it comes to your relationships, who do you do it for? Ooh, relationships. I do it for my family, my husband, and my three little people. I love it. And last but not Brie, not last but not least, Brie, what is your why? My why is to be the change that I desire to see in the world, to be a light, to be salt, to share the love that I have had the opportunity of experiencing and just creating a space so that people can feel that too. Because I feel like if we don't take that step forward, if we don't put those ands into our lives and our stories, like someone else will go without. And that's not fair. And mm -hmm. I'm here to fight to make sure that other people get to experience that love and that light and this epic life that we all are destined to have. Bree, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for being a guest here on the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you. All right, loves, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Make sure you comment below. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway? Mine is definitely the and. We can have this and we can still have that. We can be going through this and God is still good. As Bree said, we are the event. And so when we are able to craft a lifestyle around the bigger ands, we truly can have that epic life that we desire. And so make sure you guys follow Bree. All of her links are gonna be down below. If this episode resonates with you, please like, comment, share, send it to someone who you know would be blessed by it as well. It would truly mean the world. Now, until next time, guys, I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. I probably will do a study on the ands uh, just because it was such a powerful conversation. Uh, but again, I'll catch you guys next week or later on this week in another episode. But always remember that God loves you and so do I. Talk to you later. Bye.